All right, good evening, everyone. Hopefully, everyone is having a blessed evening. As we are, as always, we like to say praise the Lord. Thank the Lord for yet another day in the land of the living and another chance to get our acts together. Today is January 25th, 2024, and week 260. If you're new around here, welcome to Join the Midst of the Storm. This is a program where we like to do weekly live stream Bible studies and shortly upload audio versions to every major podcast platform shortly thereafter. And if you've been with us for a while, as we always like to say, welcome back. Thank you guys for tuning in week in and week out trying to hear what thus says the Lord. Uh, We do have two early comments. David says, praise the Lord, everyone. Hope everyone is having a blessed day in the Lord. We just got another one pop up. The second one is from Kim. Um, She says, greetings in the name of Jesus to all. Blessed are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. Sister Rosie says, praise the Lord. So praise the Lord to you three. Thank you for being among the early comments. Um, Kiara just said, hey, everyone. So thank you to you four for being uh, one of the early comments. Uh, we definitely appreciate you guys for tuning in and leaving a comment just as well as we appreciate you, even if you don't leave a comment. Now, we just appreciate everyone watching and um, taking out the time to listen to what thus says the Lord. Now, as you can see from the title, it says, don't lie. So without any further ado, I'm going to pass it over to Minister Tony Banks. So we can go ahead and get started with this evening's message. As always, we pray that you guys get something out of it. Thank you very much, Melvin. I do want to encourage each of you to like, uh, share if you feel led to, to leave a comment. Hello, praise the Lord, whatever you wish to say, uh, because it does help us spread this this message uh, there. You know, I thank God for the people who, um, for all of you who continually listen to us um, and for just, just the things that you say, just the things that you do, because um There are definitely people who uh, come into contact with these Bible studies and, you know, Melvin and I being on here, uh, that that definitely played a role. But all of you who have helped this channel, helped uh, our YouTube, helped our Facebook, just by commenting, just by, you know, saying whatever you're saying um, and liking and everything else, uh, it has helped us. So, We do appreciate you guys for doing that, and and I encourage you guys to continue to. So let's go into a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we come before your throne of grace, Lord, asking for your hand to continually be upon our lives, Lord. But first and foremost, uh, we like to thank you, Lord. We always like to start by thanking you first and foremost, Lord, not to Uh, persuade you of anything, not to uh, suck up or anything like that, Lord, but just honestly thanking you, Lord, for all that you did for us, Lord. Help us to be grateful for every opportunity, Lord, for every door that you open, Lord, for every way that you make for us, Lord, for every time that uh, we've been cold, Lord, for the the time that you... uh, change the situation and you cause heat, Lord. For every time we've been hot, Lord, you've changed the situation and you brought coolness, Lord. You continue to make so many ways for us, Lord. So help us to be grateful. Help us to remember these things when tough times do come, Lord. Help us to remember all of the good things that you did for us. So, Lord, that we won't complain, so that we won't murmur, so that we won't uh, uh, just be disappointed and upset about what's Uh, upon us at this hour, Lord. Just continue to remind us that no matter what happens in this life, there is a reason to have joy 
in the midst of every storm, Lord. We're praying for the Bible study tonight that your word will go forth, that we would all decrease and that you alone would increase, Lord. We're praying that something would be said tonight that would help us to run on just a little bit further to see what the end will be like. Lord, we're praying all these blessings in your fantastic name, Jesus. Amen. Amen. So God bless each of you. Always grateful to be in another Bible study. I so much enjoy these studies. I enjoy just the Word of God, just God's grace and mercy towards me for Him continually teaching me, for Him to continually bringing things into my mind and, and helping me to grow in my love and devotion and trust toward Him. Uh, you know, the things that we see every day, if we would open our eyes, if we would be observant, you know, everyone is observant in some way. I know sometimes we feel people, certain people are not observant, but the truth is we all observe certain things. Uh, we, we are all observant in a certain thing. And so uh, I pray that we would be observant when it comes to the word of God, that we would Hunger and thirst, as someone mentioned earlier, we would hunger and thirst after righteousness, that we would continually seek him day after day. He's truly a rewarder to those that diligently seek him. And so I thank God. I truly thank God for being on this side, uh, because many years ago, I found myself, as most of us, we, we found ourselves years ago on the wrong side. And it took some convincing. It took some bad things. It took a lot of prayer. It took a lot of uh, going to, to church. It took a lot of a lot of people to help us to get to this place. And so I'm just grateful to God for just bringing me to this point and for bringing you to this point where we can fellowship, where we can look at his word and and just desire the things that he desires. So. I want to look at a few things tonight. Coming from the book of Revelation, chapter 21 and verse 8, we're going to talk about lying tonight. Something that people, we love to do it. The, the title of this message, I believe, is Don't Lie. And it's easy to say. But we know for a fact there are situations that we get in as people and we become hesitant to tell the truth. We entertain the idea of telling a lie. Sometimes there's just information we just don't want to reveal, something that might cause someone to look at us in a, in a different way, in a negative way, in a way that we don't want them to see us. Sometimes we, we've made mistakes, we did wrong, whatever the case may be, we find ourselves in a situation where we consider lying. And so I want to look at that tonight because it's, it, it's something that it happens so very much. I would be shocked if... Someone tells me they have never once lied. I'd be very shocked. I and and I would have a very hard time believing you 
And it's okay if you tell me that I won't even argue with you <laughs> because I don't feel it's worth us arguing about. Because even as young children, I've seen children lie. And I can't tell you what things I've said when I was a child. I don't remember. I've talked to some people and they tell me they remember everything they said as a child. <laughs> Sounds like somebody's lying, Melvin. <laughs> but they said they remember what they would say when they were three, when they were four, when they were five. They, they have the best memory in the world. God might, he might have blessed you to remember some things. But now, I don't believe you remember every single thing. But that's another story. The fact remains, even children lie. Sometimes children, when they learn certain things are wrong, I've seen children before, and to give you an example, sometimes if a child breaks something, if they have uh, a, a, a cup or a glass or whatever, and they spill something or they waste food, and that parent says, did you do this? And they say no, and they point to someone else. But you could have watched that child do it. You know they did it but they'll lie to you. See, this is within our flesh. This is the human nature. And that lying spirit gets stuck with us from even a very young age. In fact, we were born with this sinful nature. And so we get older and, it, and it's still so difficult for us to just tell the truth. So I wanna look at some things tonight Again, in the book of Revelation 21 and verse 8, if you'll read that for us, Melvin. But the fearful and unbelieving and the abominable and murderers and whoremongers and sorcerers and idolaters and all liars shall have their part in the lake which burneth with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. My, my, my. We don't even want to die one time. And this man's talking about a second death. <laughs> my, my, my. Now, I won't get into the second death tonight because that'll take us into a direction I'm not trying to go. But if you look at this list, this list contains some things now. This isn't everything, but he does tell us of some things that God is not pleased with. He says the fearful, the unbelieving, the abominable, the murderer, on, the list goes on and on. And he's not talking about someone who's just afraid. He's talking about someone who's not respecting God, someone who is not living a godly life, someone who is putting uh, the flesh above the will of God. But now, after he said all of these things, after all these things, the murderer, the whoremonger, people living in fornication, after all this, he said, all liars, all liars. You know, now this is, I believe he had to tell us this. He put, he put it this way, because you know what? Just as it is today, it was the same way back then. Someone came up with 
a small lie. Somebody came up with a little white lie. Somebody came up with a lie that wasn't so bad. But the other lie is a terrible thing to do. Somebody came up with that way back when. Just think about it. No doubt, even crimes back then, they looked at crimes the same way we look at them now. Certain crimes are so much more severe. That's how we feel today. And I understand where we're coming from. We say, oh, this one is a misdemeanor. This one is a felony. This one is this. This one is that. We come up with this measuring system. And you know what? They had it back then. And so somebody, when we look at the lie, we say, ah, that lie right there is a misdemeanor. (laughs) But the other lie, look, that's a felony lie right there. This lie right here deserves the death penalty. See, we come up with this. But the problem is when God makes a declaration on something, we have to listen to it. See, we cannot hold the United States law, the Chinese law, the Russian law. We, we can't hold any law, any government above God's law. So God's law says all liars, not just the little white one, not the blue, the brown, all liars. This is what we're dealing with. So I'm telling you tonight, don't lie. I've did it. I'm not telling you I haven't, but I'm telling you going forward, we must all make a conscious effort to not lie. Doesn't matter what situation you get in. Because he declared all liars. See, I want to go back. We need to go back to John. Let's go to John chapter 8 and verse 44. See, this is bigger than we realize. This is so much bigger. I thank God that not only is he a rewarder to those who are seeking him, look, God rewards those who live the life he told us to live. There's so many blessings that God is just waiting on. He's waiting to give us blessings if we would line up with his word. If we would just be obedient, one of the things he tells us is don't lie. No matter how big or small, don't lie. You know, I, I was <laughs> I was I was talking with someone, and people really feel, people really feel there is no reward to doing what God says. See, we get things so twisted. We get things misconstrued. We turn things upside down. I, I, I was talking with someone, Melvin, and they told me, they said, they said, they they talked about how they tried to do the right thing. They tried to tell the truth. And you know what? It got them in trouble. <laughs> See, the devil knows how to trick us. We are gullible. We are so easily deceived by him. They told me they did something they shouldn't have did. They were working a job. The job has rules and regulations. 
that they tell the people to follow. And this individual broke the rule that the job set out. And so someone above, I don't know if it was the boss or whoever, someone above this person, they came to them and they asked them, did you do this? And so the individual said they were honest, (laughs) expecting to not have any repercussions, expecting to not be punished, expecting that, oh, because I was honest, they're going to let me go. And it turns out the person said they lost their job. They found themselves with no job now in a bad situation. And so they said all that to tell me they thought They thought they were doing the right thing. But since that moment, they realized they made the wrong decision. This is what they felt now. And as I'm listening to this, because they said they were punished for doing the right thing. As I'm listening to this, I say, you weren't punished for doing the right thing. You were punished for doing the wrong thing. You broke the law. You you did what they told you not to do. If I get pulled over by an officer and I say, he said, do you know why I pulled you over? And I say, yes, sir. Brother, I was speeding. (laughs) And he says, I'm so glad you admitted that. Let me see your license and registration. And he comes back to my car and gives me a ticket. I can't be mad at him and say, man, I got I got a ticket for doing the right thing. No, I did the wrong thing. So what we're what we're finding is the devil is tricking us into thinking we need to be dishonest to get ahead in life. See, it's only so long that you can lie before you'll get in trouble. It's only so long. But before we get there, Melvin. Again, let's pick up John 8 and 48 because we, we've got to get this thing straight. Let's see what it says. You said John 8 and 48? Oh, 44, sorry. Okay. Uh, ye are of your father, the devil, and the lusts of your father ye will do. Now, this is some strong words coming from our Lord and Savior. Th- th- these are strong words from Jesus. Suppose I told you that. <laughs> See, I couldn't get away with this, Melvin. (laughs) If I tell someone, look, you guys are are of your father, the devil, and the lust of your father, that's what you're doing. They said, man, we need to get rid of them. I'd get the same thing Jesus got. Read for us, Melvin. He was a murderer from the beginning and abode not in the truth because there is no truth in him. When he speaketh a lie, He speaketh of his own, for he is a liar and the father of it. He is a liar and the father of it. He started this. He invented this. The murders, the lying. See, you know what? I I thank God that he put murder and lying in the same sentence, in the same verse. Because you know what? The truth is people... Us as people, we do not hold them to the same standard, but God does. God does. This is why I'm telling you, don't lie. We have did it now, but it's time for us to repent. It's time for us to pray, God, help me to get out of this. Help me to stop lying. Help me 
Lord, I need help. He considers this the works of the devil. The devil from the beginning, he was a murderer. We know what happened with Cain. We know what happened with Cain. He murdered his brother and God came to him and asked him what happened to him. And he said he didn't know. <laughs> Am I my brother's keeper? He lied. He knew what happened. He was a murderer and a liar. It started with Satan. From the very beginning, he told the first lie. He told the first one. He came down talking to Eve. And he began to ask her what God had told them. See, he wants you to disobey God. That's what this life is about. I say it, I've been saying it so much. God put us here to live for him. He didn't put us here just so we can play basketball. Basketball's fine now. I like basketball. It's fine. But that's not the purpose. He didn't put us here for our job. Working a job is fine. We know we need money. But he didn't put us here for that. He didn't put us here for a spouse. These are good things. But our ultimate number one goal must be to live a holy life for him. So, uh, go ahead. Uh, we have a question. Mm -hmm. uh, Chelsea asks, why did God use a lying spirit to deceive Ahab? Uh, you know, I thought about going there, but I guess we need to go there tonight. Uh, <laughs> God, we're going to pull that up. I'm going to have to find it in the book of Kings, or it might be 2 Kings. Uh, but before I, before I pull it up, and, and see if you can find it for me, actually, Melvin, in the book of 2 Kings. Uh, right. If you can. But the reason why is because God is giving us all an opportunity to make a choice. He's giving us an opportunity to make a choice. If you make a choice, don't you have to have two options? See, it's not a choice if you don't have two options. If I'm going to sell you something. If I have a bag of chips and I say, uh, I want to sell you this. It is not a choice if I pull out a gun and I tell you, you will buy these chips for $4.99. <laughs> that is not a choice. A choice is giving you the option to say yes or no. So the reason I said that Lord, I thank you. The reason I said that is because Ahab was given the same choice. He was presented with the option to go down to Ramoth Gilead to fight or to not go down at all. It was only two choices. So he seeked God. Uh, he he was down there with another king. I'm trying to remember. Jehoshaphat, I believe. I'm trying to remember. I, I think that was a king. I can't remember the exact name of the other king, but I believe that's who it was. But the other king came up. You know what? Let's just go and read it. Let's just go and read it. But 
to answer your question, and we're still, I'm still working on this question, but to make it as plain as I possibly can, it's a choice. God is always going to give you a choice. So God tells you his option. His option is be obedient to him. And so the opposite of that is you can be disobedient. So when it came to Ahab in this, in this specific situation, God had given him a choice to either be obedient or to be disobedient. But in order for you to have that choice, you've got to have the other option. So there's an option today. You can, we all can choose what we want r- right now. There's an option for me. I can either choose to work for money. I can go out and cut some grass. I can go out and and, uh, rake leaves. I can do whatever is possible in an honest manner to make money. Or I can go out and rob people. I can go out and steal. See, it's a choice. It's a choice. So the question you asked, it was nothing but Ahab's choice. See, there, there are lies out there, but I don't have to choose that lie. I don't have to choose it. We better go and get this, Melvin. We better go and get this. Do you have it? If not, I can find it. First uh, Kings chapter 22. All right. Around 18, 19, somewhere yeah, around there. It was, yeah, it was Jehoshaphat. Okay, let's see where we're at. Now, I want to I want to make sure I show you the choices that were in this. Let's go up. Let's start at verse three. Now we're going to drop down. We definitely won't read all of this, but let me make sure I deal with this. In verse three, let's let's see what that says. All right. And the king of Israel said unto his servants, Know ye that Ramoth and Gilead is ours, and we be still, and take it not out of the hand of the king of Syria? Now, how in the world can this king say this? How does it belong to him? He said, Don't you know that Ramoth, Gilead, it belongs to us? Now, this is Ahab talking. He is the king of Israel. This is Jezebel's husband. He said it's ours. Now, this is, this is an important part. This is an important thing for us to know because we make our choices sometimes before we ever learn the truth about it, before we ever learn the facts. We make a choice before we even hear what God has to say. It doesn't work this way. It won't end well this way. Read for us, Melvin. And he said unto Jehoshaphat, Will thou go with me to battle to Ramoth Gilead? And Jehoshaphat said to the king of Israel, I am as thou art, my people as thy people, my horses as thy horses. Mm -hmm. And Jehoshaphat said unto the king of Israel, Inquire, I pray thee, 
at the word of the Lord today. See, this is, that's what I'm talking about. When we decide we want to do something, we've got to consult with God. We're making choices, but we don't actually confer with God. So Jehoshaphat, he said, let's let's see what God has to say about this. Can we inquire? Can we ask of God first? He said, I'll be with you, but I want to see what God says about this. All right, let's pick up verse six, because I want you to notice two options here. My God, the, the prophet in one place said, how long will you be halt? How long halt ye between two opinions? See, you got two choices in life, to live for God or to not live for him at all. It's only two. It's only two choices. Do you lie or do you not? Do you steal or do you not? It's only two choices. There's no way around this. Let's pick it up, Mel. Then the king of Israel gathered the prophets together, about 400 men, and said unto them, Shall I go against Ramoth Gilead to battle, or shall I forbear? And they said, Go up, for the Lord shall deliver it into the hand of the king. You know, God always has someone. Let me, let me put it this way. There is always someone to tell you what you want to hear. There's always going to be a preacher that's going to tell you what you want. Not what God said, what you want. So he went and found his own prophets, his own preachers. And look at how many it was. (laughs) About 400 men. About 400, and they all said the same thing. They said, look, go on down there, man. You got it. God is going to deliver it into your hands. 400 prophets. Read for us, Melvin. And Jehoshaphat said, is there not here a prophet of the Lord besides that we might inquire of him? He says, "This the only. are these the only preachers around here? See, he already knew something was wrong. Why? Because these are the king's prophets. These are the people the king wants to talk to. These are the people on the king's payroll. These are the people the king's providing food for them. He's providing shelter. He's providing everything these people need. So, of course, of course, they're telling him what he wants to hear. This is why I promise I told God I won't be out here preaching for money because it will corrupt you. Even if you know the truth. See, money corrupts people even at their normal jobs. Look at how much people lie for money. Look at how we do things to try to get a higher position. Look at what's going on for money. Look at what's happening. So Jehoshaphat said, is there anybody else? You know why? Because there's got to be another choice here. See, It's not enough if there's only one choice. If the only option is, look, we've got to go. We've got to be presented with the other side. This is the beautiful thing about life. God gives you a choice. This is the beautiful thing. He's not forcing you. When somebody tells me they don't want to live right, I sure hate it. I I sure hate it. 
but I allow them to go ahead because they've got a choice. Read for us, Mevin, because we've got to get to this, his second option. And the king of Israel said unto Jehoshaphat, There is yet one man, Micaiah, the son of Imlah, by whom we may inquire of the Lord. But I hate him, for he doth not prophesy good concerning me, but evil. And Jehoshaphat said, Let not the king say so. He talked to him. The king, King Ahab, said, look, there's one other person. It's only one other person, but I don't like him. <laughs> He's always got something negative to say. That's how we would say it today. He's always negative. He's always putting me down. He's always raining on my parade. He never wants me to do what I really want to do. <laughs> He's always got something to say. So he said, there's only one other person. So I want to I want to skip down and see uh, what he said. Drop down to verse 17 for the sake of time. Drop to verse 17. And he said, I saw all Israel scattered upon the hills as sheep that have not a shepherd. And the Lord said, these have no master. Let them return every man to his house in peace. Mm -hmm. And the king of Israel said unto Jehoshaphat, did I, did I not tell thee that he would prophesy no good concerning me but evil? Now, what we just read is that the prophet Micaiah is telling him, I seen a vision. Of the people, Israel now, remember, Jehosh, excuse me, Ahab is the king of Israel. He said, I saw Israel as sheep that have not a shepherd. They don't have a leader. The king has fallen. See, he's telling him, you're going to go up here and die. You're going to go up here and die. See, this is the option that God presented him with. But the, so to get to your question, I just wanted to make sure I covered the two choices. So now we're going to drop down. Drop down. Uh, what verse were we going to? Let's, let's go to verse 19 because this prophet is going to continue to tell us about this vision that he's seen. So let's pick it up in verse 19. And he said, Hear thou therefore the word of the Lord. I saw the Lord sitting on his throne, and all the host of heaven standing by him on his right hand and on his left. Mm -hmm. And the Lord said, Who shall persuade Ahab that he may go up and fall at Ramoth Gilead? And one said on this manner, and another said on that manner. Mm -hmm. And there came forth a spirit and stood before the Lord and said, I will persuade him. Mm -hmm. And the Lord said unto, uh, and the Lord said unto him, Wherewith? And he said, I will go forth, and I will be a lying spirit in the mouth of all his prophets. And he said, Thou shalt persuade him, and prevail also. Go forth and do so. Mm -hmm. Now therefore, behold, 
The Lord hath put a lying spirit in the mouth of all these thy prophets, and the Lord hath spoken evil concerning thee. Whoa! The Lord! The Lord hath put a lying spirit in the mouth of all these thy prophets. It was 400 prophets. And the prophet Micaiah said, look, it's a lying spirit in these other people. You're going to go up here and die, man. Don't do this. This is what I'm coming on here preaching week after week, Bible study after Bible study. I'm doing this because I'm witnessing. God has already shown me people are going to die. We're going to, so many people are going to die and go to hell because we would not hear the true words of God because we're taking the other option, the lie that sounds so good. But God has to present you with an option because you have this choice. You have a decision to make. Every person in this world, including me, I've got a decision to make. Will I listen to the true words of God or will I just do what Tony wants to do, what Minister Banks want to do, because I'm a preacher, because I'm a minister, I'm this and I'm that. What choice am I going to make? So the lying spirit came not only to persuade Ahab, but also to present that choice. See, there are lies that God has sent. Pull up the book of 2 Thessalonians chapter 2. See, I don't want you... Nobody out there, I don't want you to think that this lying spirit is only after Ahab. See, this is after every last one of us. Remember what God said, what Jesus said to Peter. He says, Satan desires to sift you as wheat. He's trying to destroy you. And the way he's going to destroy you is to lie to you, to get in the mouth of the preachers. We wonder why so many preachers are saying so many different things. See, somebody has the lying spirit and somebody doesn't. There's no way around it. So we better, it is important, it is imperative that we get in this book and we try to find out some things for ourselves. I'm not saying don't listen to me because God knows you better listen. But what I'm telling you is after these studies, get in the word, read these things. You know, sometimes people, sometimes we will, there are times we can be in church, we can be in Bible study, and we won't even pick up our own scriptures. We won't even open the word for ourselves. How do you know what's being read is even correct? God will bless you even more if you pick it up and put your eyes on it. Put in the extra effort so you won't be deceived because I'm telling you, the devil is after God's people. So 2 Thessalonians, because it is a continuation of what we're talking about. Since, since we're going down this road, we've got to do it. So 2 Thessalonians chapter 2 and verse 7, because we're up against this same thing. Lying spirits are out in the world. Let's see what it says, Melvin. For the mystery of iniquity doth already work. Mm -hmm. Only he who now letteth will let until he be taken out of the way. Go ahead. And then shall that wicked be revealed whom the Lord shall consume 
with the spirit of his mouth mm-hmm. and shall destroy with the brightness of his coming. Um, drop down because I, I actually meant to get a different verse. Drop, drop down to verse. Where are we at? Let's just keep on. Let's, let's, let's keep going with nine. Even him whose coming is after the working of Satan with all power and signs and lying wonders. Same thing now. Same thing. Those lying spirits. Remember, Satan is a liar and the father of it. He is that lying spirit. So now again, we're dealing with these lying wonders. You know, those lies just sound so good. It sounds so wonderful sometimes. It sounds so good when, when that... <laughs> well, I better not say that. Let's keep going, Mel. And with all deceivableness of unrighteousness and them that perish, because they receive not the love of the truth that they might be saved. You, you know, I better say it anyway. You know, it sounds so good when that man... He's out cheating on his wife. He's out cheating on this woman, doing all types of things, beating her, all kinds of stuff. And you know what? He comes back at the end of the day. He said, baby, I love you. And it just sounds so good to her. He's these lying spirits. He's showing you every day. At what point will we begin to believe what we actually see? Believe the facts. Sometimes, you know, I've said it so much, and it's something that's continually on my mind. So many times people have problems, and we think we've got the answer. And we're saying we we know we've got it figured out. And you know what? The facts remain. We still are struggling with the same problem. At what point will we realize I'm lying to myself? I don't have this figured out. I need some guidance. I need help. I need God. So we're dealing with these lying wonders. Watch this closely now. Watch this closely. Pick us up in verse 10, Melvin. Oh, we just read 10. Oh, I'm sorry. Read read that one more time. And with all deceivableness of unrighteousness and them that perish, because they receive not the love of the truth that they might be saved. See, there's either truth or a lie. There's heaven and there's hell. So the lie comes because somebody is going to believe the lie. Somebody has to go to hell. See, the scripture's already written. Somebody has to go, but it doesn't have to be you. Everyone who disobeys God, they have to go because of their own choice. So God presents us with both options so we can make that choice. Pick us up in the next verse, Melvin. This is one I really want to get to. And for this cause, God shall send them strong delusion that they should believe a lie. This is where where we're at. God is sending a lie into the world. He's presenting you with your options. That's what he's doing. You've got a choice tonight. What choice will you make? For me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. But I'm not in the business of forcing someone else. 
But God himself, just as he did with Ahab, look, he's doing that to you. Just as he did with Ahab, he's asking the same question. Who's going to go down and persuade you? Who's going to come down and lie to you? And you're going to believe it. See, this is why we spend so much time in Bible study. So we don't fall for a lie. So that we won't fall for it. Because somebody told you it's just a little white lie. It's harmless. That's what they told you. It's a lie straight from hell. See, God will bless you if you are obedient to everything he tells you. If you ate chips today, just be honest and say, I ate chips. Don't tell me you ate pig feet and you know you didn't. Why lie about it? The devil has already deceived you. You know, we won't be able to get it tonight. My time is just about out. But I thought about Elisha's servant. When you begin to lie, you begin, you have to tell so many more lies to continue to cover up the initial lie. You've got to try to stay consistent with the first lie. And so you get deeper and deeper. You tell more and more lies. You know, what happens even when we begin to believe lies? The devil begins to pour on more new lies. And we get so far away from God. And we find ourselves consumed. Ahab, he didn't listen to that one prophet. You know, you know, when something is the minority, when something is not the majority of people, we, we don't think it's cool. <laughs> We don't think it's fun. We don't think it's hip. We don't think it's in style when it's different, when it's, it's, it's not the majority of people doing it. And you know, that's the path that God has chosen for us. The way that not a lot of people are going, that's what he's chosen for us. So just as it was back then, one prophet against 400, we still have that same dynamic going on today. You have a smaller amount of prophets and preachers and teachers and ministers teaching the true word of God. And you've got a great number that's telling you, you can do whatever you want to do. It's your life, live it. I seen one preacher there in the church swag surfing. They're in the church walking it out. They're in the church moonwalking. They're in the church doing uh, the electric slide, or the, the Cupid shuffle. They're in the church doing all kind of stuff that God isn't pleased with. But do you know what they're telling you? Man, we had a hundred and some people got saved. Yeah, that's what the lying spirit is telling you. You've got a choice. You can say you want to go to that old boring church. You say, I don't want to go to that boring church. That The music just don't sound good. I just don't like they. <laughs> I heard a preacher talk about how someone told him they wanted to go to a different church because the church they were going to had too many rules. <laughs> See, we want somebody to give us a different option. We want a different option. 
But everywhere in this world has rules. You can't go to school without rules. Some of them, they tell you exactly what to wear. You got a uniform you got to put on. You got a time in the day where you got to get there. If you're not in the class, I remember if you're not in the class by a certain period of time, they say you're absent. Look at the rules. If you work a job, there are rules. If you go to the military, they've got rules. They tell you when to go to sleep. They tell you how to walk, how to... Look, they, they tell you how to eat. But when it comes to God, we say, oh, God's got too many rules. I just don't want to do that. But you know what? You have a choice. You can believe the lie if you want to. But in the next verse, he tells us what will happen. Verse 12, Melvin. That they all might be damned who believe not the truth but had pleasure in unrighteousness. See, hell, the Bible say, has enlarged herself. See, hell is getting bigger and bigger to accommodate the guest. It's getting bigger and bigger for all of the people who are signing up to go. It will, it won't be as Jesus when he went to the end and they said they had no room. <laughs> you won't show up to hell and they tell you, oh, we've run out of space. You've got to go to heaven. It won't be that way. <laughs> Hell hath enlarged herself. So this scripture tells us God sent a strong delusion that they should believe a lie that they all might be damned who believe that lie. They didn't believe in the truth. They believed in the lie. So this is a part of the scripture. This is why he sent the lie. So we can all decide what we want to do. So I'm hoping that each of us, each of you, would not lie and don't believe the lie. Because if you believe the lie, it's inevitable that you're going to be lying yourself. You'll be living a lie. You'll be telling lies. You'll be walking in lies every day. You know, it's so sad to go to churches who are following lies. It's so sad to me. See, you, you have to make up in your mind at some point, I just want to know the truth. Forget about all of the confusion. Forget about what this one's saying and that one's saying. At some point, you've got to make up your mind, God, I just want to know the truth. But you have to be willing to accept the answer. See, I made my mind up. God, I just want to know the truth. It doesn't matter to me who around me doesn't agree. If it's my brother, sister, mother, father, wife, cousin, even myself, God, I just want to know what's true. And I have to believe it. So when you get this way and you hunger and thirst after God, he will reveal to you the truth. But you got to put in the time. You've got to be willing to open your scriptures. You've got to be willing to read this thing day after day after day, meditating on this day and night. It won't happen for you by pure chance. It won't happen for you if you won't dedicate time to this. Every person who's successful, every person who's successful at something, you, you can take 
any of them, any one of them, at anything, a successful basketball player, a successful football player, a successful actor, a successful comedian, a successful uh, person who works in corporate America, a successful business person, it doesn't matter what it is, a successful graphic designer, a successful singer. These people devote their lives to this. They devote so much time. They devote so much time. How can we believe we're going to be successful in God, saved by him, saved by grace, but we won't devote our lives to it. We won't devote time to it. We put more time in our acting career. We put more time in learning how to cook. These are some okay things now. These are some fine things. We put more time into our job. I know we got to put a lot of time into our job, but can we still keep God first? On the job when they tempt you to lie. See, at, at the job, someone above you will tell you Hey, I want you to say this to so-and-so. It'll be a lie. But they want you to go and do it for them. See, will you stand up for God in that moment? Will you say, how am I supposed to do that? I, I can't do that. It's against my character. It's, it's against who I am. Or will you be persuaded by the lying spirit? Will you fall for it? When a family member tells you something, when you're trying, even when you're trying to get your way and you just tell some lies. See, I'm, I'm a living witness that when you are obedient to God and in all your ways acknowledge him, look, God will bless you so much. He'll open so many doors. He'll do so much. But are you willing to make the right decision? So in my closing remarks, don't lie. And don't fall for the lie because you will, it will destroy you. I thank God for you guys. Melvin, were there any other questions? No other right. questions. Okay. I thank God for you guys. At this time, I will turn it back into the hands of Melvin. God bless you. Thank you, Minister Banks. Uh, we do have some more comments, though. Um, Renelia uh, says, praise the Lord, everybody. Uh, Chelsea also says, praise the Lord. Jean says, amen. Do not lie. Uh, let's see. Kiara quotes Luke chapter six twenty six, uh, chapter six verse twenty six. Woe unto you, when all men shall speak well of you, for so did their fathers to the false prophets. Um, one of the preachers that I listened to, he says, um, the truth brings trouble. We see all of the God sent preachers in the Bible and what the truth got them. So if everybody is just t agreeing with what you say, you know you're doing something wrong. Um, Edward says, Lord, guide us. Kim says, powerful lesson um, that has truly blessed my soul. Casey also says, powerful lesson. Kara says, one thing we're learning in class is that a person's thoughts dictates what they do and believe. Other people don't dictate a person's beliefs. This just shows why God wants us to renew our mind and have us meditate on his word because it starts to reprogram our mind to think and believe like God wants us to. And one thing that uh well one of the many things that causes us to backslide is um what other people think about us um um even it ties into the line uh we've done something in the past that uh, may go against God and somebody asks us about it and we don't want to 
feel embarrassed because of what people may think about us. So because of that person's opinion, it causes us to lie or at least hesitate. So uh, we need to also tell the truth in those moments. Um, I always tell the truth because, you know, I would rather be punished for it now than be punished for it later. You know, um, we have the opportunity to get right, to tell the truth. So we should. Um, Tony, you mentioned somebody said they got punished for telling the truth. I remember um, some years ago, still being in college, I had this Bluetooth headset that came with a little piece that plugs into the system so that I could um, hear and talk to people when I was playing the game. And I ended up losing that little piece, I believe, when I was in the process of moving. I still had the original box, so I put the headphones in the box without the little piece so that I could take it back to Walmart and get a full refund. And the lady asked, um, did I have everything in it? And I said, yes. And then there was another time when my system completely broke and I tried to take it back to GameStop and they asked, was it working? And I I told the truth. I said, well, sometimes it, it does, sometimes it doesn't. And I ended up not getting my money. I could have had, or not getting a refund, So I could have had that same mentality of, oh, man, I just should have lied again. But that's what gets us in trouble. Like uh, like I said earlier, I'd rather be punished or I'd rather suffer through the hard times now than suffer through them later. Because now it's just temporary, but later is eternal. So it's always just best to tell the truth. Um, So those are all of our comments. Uh, So thank you, David Kim, Sister Rosie, Kiara, Vanilla, uh, Chelsea, Gene, Edward, and Casey. Thank you guys so much for the comments and the interactions. Um, That's all I have to say. And let me make sure that I'm not missing anybody. I think I got all of them. So as my weekly reminder to you guys, we do have Zoom Bible studies every Monday evening at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. We would love to see you guys there. And as I always like to say, rejoice in the Lord always because today's tribulations are tomorrow's testimonies. Count it all joy, count it all joy. And again, count it all joy. There's reason to be joyful in the, in the midst of every single storm. If the Lord blesses and says the same, we'll see you guys next Thursday evening live with another topic coming straight from the word of God. Until then, you guys have a happy, safe and blessed weekend. And thank you so much again for tuning in. Thank you for listening to our weekly Bible study podcast. We hope you enjoyed this evening's message. My name is Melvin Corners, here along with Minister Tony Banks. You can catch these Bible studies live on Facebook every Thursday evening at 6.30 p.m. Central Standard Time at facebook.com slash jmsbible. We have Zoom Bible studies every Monday evening at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. Also, check out our website at jmsbible.com. There, you can listen to all of our in-person, Zoom, and live stream messages along with every scripture we've ever covered. Lastly, we have been getting a lot of questions about how people can donate. We have finally opened up a cash app if you find it in your heart to leave a donation because running these Bible studies takes money, which Tony and I have been paying since we first started. That name is dollar sign Joystorm12. We appreciate each and every single donation, no matter how small. And remember to rejoice in the Lord always.